Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Screen Stuff Podcast. What is this? What are you talking about? <laughs> this is how I always talk, Elgin. Oh, I, okay, Paul, whatever you say. <laughs> and what are we talking about this week, Elgin? Okay, not in that manner the whole time, I hope. We are going to talk about the end of the effing world, which is now on... Netflix. Yes, I think it was produced in conjunction with Channel 4 from the UK. So the principal actors are British. It's based on a graphic novel. Okay. Which actually takes place in the US. Ah, that explains some things. And they they definitely change it around a little bit so that it takes place in the UK. Mm. Um, And I think it's potentially for the better, but who knows? Mm -hmm. Maybe it would have been just as interesting um, if it weren't. Uh, in the UK, yeah, but um, it's um, it's a short series. I believe it's only eight episodes, and each about twenty minutes. Yeah, so yeah. network half hour for each. So it goes by um, fairly quickly. It premiered on Netflix um, sometime in the last month. I think it's only been you know available for a few few weeks. Yeah, uh, but but before we get into that, yeah, but, yeah, you know, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a, f- a few other things that kind of was is on our mind. So yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so you know there was a huge controversy with Ke- Kevin Spacey. Who? Kevin who? Spacey? No, who? <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Uh, I don't know who that person you know, is. Anymore. You know who Kevin is. <laughs> anyway, he, you know, uh, he's he was booted off of um, another Netflix show, House of Cards. House of Cards. Yes. But but more than more immediately than that, I think, well, like another controversy surrounding his departure was a. Uh, all the money in the world. Now, you know this. This was a Ridley Scott film. Ridley, and I, I actually did see this film a couple of weeks ago, and I just want to tell you, like, the film isn't great. It, it, it's, it's. I think it's worth watching, but I'm, I'm, I'm shocked by how quickly they turned around. Yeah, I mean, they, they wrapped. I couldn't believe it. They wrapped filming on this movie with Kevin Spacey in the lead role. And then, of course, the scandal broke, and Ridley was like, you know what? I'm going to reshoot those I'm scenes. Gonna, I'm going to salvage this movie. With and I'm Christopher Plummer. I'm going to reshoot every scene that Kevin Spacey is in with a different actor and still make this movie work. So, I'm just curious. I didn't see this movie yet. Yeah. If you had not known that information, would you have been able to tell in any way, shape, or form that they had to go back and redo... A good chunk of the movie. No, and piece it back it's, it's pretty seamless. I, I wow. since, but since I did know, wow. there is actually one scene where uh, that character walks through the dark in a tunnel, and, and I think and it looks like Kevin Spacey's it, silhouette. It, well, it was it was Kevin Spacey. Okay. They kept that because why they would yeah. they reshoot that? It right, cost right. so much money. Right. But um, <laughs> I can't. I still as but besides I, that, I'm, I'm in a little great. awe of how fast he was able to. I mean, yeah, they on. did this just in a very short amount of time. They were still able to release release the movie just I would want to say like a month or two after it was supposed to be released. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's just it really is kind of a 
It's an amazing feat. On a breathtaking feat. Yeah. Um, something that really can only happen in our digital age, I think. Yeah, you were mentioning that. I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, they, they couldn't have done it on film, I don't yeah. think. it's. It I, just seems I too daunting of a task. I, I doubt I, it. I'm sure there were countless hours and sleepless nights that went into making that a reality. But that's pretty impressive. Um, I, I do have to say, just, just yeah. you, you're going to think this is a very perverse thing. But just I, say I, I am very curious. I wish I could see some scenes the, the Kevin Spacey version. Yeah, I kind of yeah. want us wondered how they would fare because Plummer did fine. Yeah, but I think I think you would thought Kevin Spacey. I think Spacey might have brought a, a, a different kind of darkness to that role that maybe would have been appropriate for that character. But anyway, I, you know, I think either maybe either. there might be one day when enough people die, <laughs> yeah. wherein we'll be able to see. <laughs> both versions side by side yeah, and yeah. talk about it or it will have faded into obscurity that no one will give a rat's ass anymore yeah <laughs> yeah i i do find the whole concept to be very fascinating it, um, i i just you know i yeah. i did i don't want to believe you're talking about yeah. this but i yeah. believe we're talking about this but i i, thought I wanted to mention because i just think it's quite a feat and i want to say the best thing about the film is michelle williams and there was this controversy about her getting right, paid with the, with the so pay little. And, and Marky Mark, yeah. Yeah, you know. And... Also, how many times are we going to say that in our lifetime? <laughs> the best part of the movie was Michelle Williams. <laughs> I feel like that's becoming very... I know. A, a very common thing that people are saying. And, like, you know, a, and, I, and I kept watching the thing and I kept thinking, you know, this, this, this woman used to play Jen on Dawson's Creek. And hey, like, you know, hey. you got to start somewhere. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> so... um, Speaking of uh, Kevin Spacey, just a little bit, I was recently, you know, just watched a lot of random movies. Um, yeah. Again, while I was traveling and stuff. And one of the movies that I also saw was Baby Driver. Yeah, yeah, On an yeah. airplane. Yeah, that, um, that was before the controversy. It was before the controversy. Yeah. And it was just so funny because I don't know if you've seen the movie 21. Yeah, which I've is seen about that. The, the Black Counting. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, obviously Kevin Spacey, we're not going to see him very much anymore. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm like this, this is almost the identical role that he's playing. <laughs> You know what I mean? Where you again? Smart you're talking about like charge. bringing the darkness, or yeah. like where he plays yeah. like these anti-heroes, smarmy, you know, like ringleadery type of characters. Yeah. Anyway, it was just interesting because watching that movie after the scandal <laughs> happened, um, I don't know. It, 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 I don't know if it took me out of the movie, but I was just like, oh, there's Kevin Spacey. I, there, I there kind he of, is. yeah, there, there, and it just, it just. It was hard for me not to think about it, you know, like, and, and uh, so, you know, when we talk about like the impact of, you know, just all of these things that have happened in Hollywood over the last year, mm. um, yeah, there's, it's just weird to think that there's so much of this work that's, you know, I think you that know, will for, be his for, last yeah. work that maybe, you know, that's so interesting. <laughs> be sad, be sad. Yeah. yeah. That's forever now kind of enshrined in, before you know, the scandal the, broke, the yeah. archives of Hollywood. Yeah. And, you know he's he still will always exist in in that and it's just yeah, yeah again yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that's good or bad or whatever i'm yeah, just saying yeah. it's it's interesting and at what point will i watch an old movie or something where he's in it where maybe i won't think about that anymore i'm not sure maybe it will happen maybe well you're but... you're you seem very like you have a set of people that you are not going to watch anymore <laughs> i'm less discriminating i suppose uh and you know, and I know the, your reasons behind it, which I respect. Uh, yeah. I, I just one more thing about this: all the money in the world. Yeah. I just learned also there's going to be a new FX drama called Trust, okay. which is based on the same same 
plot of all oh, the money weird. in the world huh. about John Paul Getty and his grandson being is it gonna, is trust going to be like the TV version of Buffy and this is going to be like the <laughs> I, don't, I don't know I, don't. I mean I had the same feeling when they came out with the Buffy TV series. Yeah, I'm like they yeah, just made a movie yeah. out of that yeah it's 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 but weird like here we are it's strange to think they're going to actually do that I, maybe it'll work I better mean, as a TV show in I the don't time know. of peak TV are we really that starved for content maybe we I are I'm not sure are. but it seems know. strange that a Hollywood uh, theatrical wide release is going to be a TV series within a year of each other. That's, yeah, that sounds I, I, I don't know. It just happened to work out that way. But anyway. Right. So, so speaking of interesting source material. And, yeah. You know, Which is not really like anything else that I've yeah, come across. The, the need for new yeah. content. Yeah. Um, we're going to be talking about the end of the effing world. Um, like we mentioned a few minutes ago, it's based on a graphic novel, which again, I think is often can make for some pretty great TV and film. Um, in the case of Walking Dead, whether or not you think it's a great show, it's based off of a graphic novel. Mm. Um, we mentioned The Watchmen. <laughs> Last week, yeah. Last episode. Yeah, you, and, you, you. <laughs> and that movie wasn't as successful. As they're they're going to make a, a TV are, show on The Watchmen. Yeah, David Lindelof, Lindelof is making that. Which bodes well, I suppose, because yeah. he's he's got some serious uh, chops. But um, anyway, this show is about um, two teenagers, and very much it's a story about young coming of age love, mm. which you would expect from you know any kind of teen drama where they talk mm-hmm. about relationships and stuff. Yeah. But it's definitely been I don't know if subverted or twisted or changed in a very significant way, and that is. The main protagonist, um, the dude, there's a male and female, um, and his name is James, and he believes that he is a psychopath. So by that, um, I mean he thinks that he might be a potential Yeah, because he, killer. Kill, he kills little animals and yeah. he doesn't feel much. Right, and, he's, he's disconnected, he has yeah. so, sociopathic tendencies, and... Um, he wants to eventually kill a person. That's his next goal in life. Which is <laughs> so weird. Okay. Is, is to kill a person. Yeah. And he finds a potential victim in a classmate of his name, Alyssa. Um, and she's definitely more of like a rebellious... Um, I don't know how else you'd want to describe she, her. She, you know, Anti-establishment, she, maybe? She, uh, she's just... She's or just a, a disturbed teenager. She's just disturbed in some way. She's obviously has a, a bad home life. Her mother's remarried some guy, and they have new children. And she's kind of she's ignored. completely ignored. Yeah. And the the stepfather is a bit of a creep to her. Right. And then her actual father has left many years yeah. ago. And yeah, so yeah. you know she so she's she's dealt with her own things. Um, and so the two of them create this unlikely bond or partnership Mm -hmm. and they go on this road trip yeah uh that turns into almost kind of like a young bonnie and clyde crime spree type of thing i mean i know it's not like like that that. but yeah there are there are certain moments of the show where you're like i think they borrow a little bit from bonnie and clyde so let's listen to a clip yeah so this is while they're um you know kind of uh starting out on this road trip escape from their normal lives yeah and they're eating at a restaurant Mm -hmm. and they realize that they don't have the money to pay for it. So let's listen in on, on how they deal with this situation. Did you bring money with you? Didn't you? Yeah. 
I just spent it at Laser Kill. That was all your money. I didn't have to pay for you. I was being fucking polite, actually. What are we going to do? Well, it's just food. And we haven't eaten all of it. You haven't. The only rule with these things is that you never steal from a smaller independent business. Whose role is that? My dad's. He's basically Robin Hood. He breaks the law and stuff, but he's really moral. If it's a chain, it's free reign. Say it. If it's a chain, it's free reign. There you go. Otherwise, you're basically funding terrorism. Places like this are all run by the man. What man? The man-man. The man who, you know, owns all the oil, forces Chinese children to make smartphones and hates Palestine. Are you going to be a pussy? Showing willing was the best approach with Alyssa. No. All right, so I think that clip does a good job of depicting a lot of the, the, the tone of the show, the banter between the two main characters, um, and what the show is really like. It's kind of a little bit crass, kind of funny. Mm. Um, I would definitely, uh, I don't know, categorize this as a dark humor, yeah, it, dark, uh, dark comedy. I, I will say, yes, in some ways that scene does capture a lot of the show but the Not show yeah. well, the show is it's it's tonally interesting it takes a lot of tonal shifts sure and not, but in a way that I can buy you know, right and I think tonal shifts can be very difficult to do and somehow this show is able to go in and out of humor and darkness and drama and uh, sweetness and just whatever. It's yeah. like kind of a weird mishmash of stuff, but somehow it, it works. It, together. it works. I don't know quite how they pulled it off. You know, <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's quite a feat. Right. So the, the two um, main actors that you heard in that scene, uh, one is Alex Lothar. He plays James. He's the 17 year old who thinks he's a psychopath. And then Jessica Barden, she plays Alyssa, um, the love interest, um, but she's also has a very strong personality of her own, as you can definitely hear from that conversation. Yeah, yeah. And I think because both of the characters are so distinct, and I think they're played very well by these two respective actors, I think that honestly is what carries the show for me, um, is I think that they're both pretty good. Um, and, and the reason why um, I... So it was kind of you upon should, my recommendation yeah, yes, suggestion yes. that we talk yeah. about the show is um, I had not seen any of it, yeah. but it it's one of those shows that just show up on Netflix. There's a lot of shows that just show up on yeah, Netflix. Dumped there, they get yeah. dumped there, and then yeah. th it gains a little bit of steam. I would say, I mean, Stranger Things being the prime example of that, yes, yes. where it just kind of dropped. Nobody knew what the heck this thing was. Yeah, that's a phenomenon. And then it just blew up. Yeah. Um, I don't think this will blow up like Stranger Things by any means. It's you know, it's a lot the the language and the the content's a little bit more disturbing. But um, I thought it would be kind of interesting to talk about just one of these unheralded shows that just drop on Netflix and then take a, a life of its own. Yeah, so, okay, so uh, I started watching this at your request. And, <laughs> and, and thank you for heeding my request, yeah, I, and, and, friend, sir. And I, you know, and I was also, like, watching in between, like, episodes of Electric Dreams. As you know, I did not like. Right. And I was, and then, so the first couple so this episodes. This was like a respite. It was a bit of a respite, but the first two episodes are a little rough. I have to say, the first episode, was, to me, was really rough. And I okay. was like, what, 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 what is, how, what how is so? Paul getting me into? 
How so was it rough for you? I'm I, 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 I was kind of like, uh, I'm not sure if I buy these characters. They're so odd mm. and, and they're, and they're almost like a, like a, um, cartoon kind of version of, of teenagers, of teenagers yeah. like okay. I mean, it is based off of a graphic novel. Yeah, so, so let's make they're literally based off of cartoons. <laughs> yeah, <they are. laughs> but let's you know, it's like let's make right. the male like this disturbed guy who mm-hmm. kills people, and like right. and then you have these really weird kind of like uh, flash cuts of him killing th- people yeah. like with blood and and the knife and stuff, and yeah. just with this weird sound yeah. kind of like you know. I have to say, I I agree with you in that. Um, you know, I went into this show with very little information. I just heard that it might be interesting. Yeah. Um, I agree with you that to get initially into this world that they're mm-hmm. in, it, it takes a second because yeah, yeah. it is very offbeat. It's a very kind of unique, quirky story and show. And um, I, I, and I have to say that first episode and maybe a little bit even in the second episode, I was afraid it was going to be bad quirky. Like, you know, sure. you know how like people can just do yeah. this to just like, look, I'm quirky. And, yeah. But right. it, it turns into something right else. Right. And and if we get into a spoilery part of the conversation, yeah. we'll talk about that. Yeah. So um, the other thing that I thought of immediately, um, because he's kind of like... I don't know what you call it, a protagonist serial killer. It immediately Mm -hmm. made me think a little bit of the show Dexter. I don't Mm, know if you watched any of of that, but that was, you know, that Showtime series with Michael C. Hall. And that show, again, it reminded me a little bit of of that in that, you know, there's um, inner monologuing happening. Mm, Yeah, and there's definitely happening stuff. With both characters. Right, they both get an inner monologue. uh, But also talking about, you know, he's... He wants to kill people yeah, and, yeah, and what yeah. that looks like and yeah. how how does that become the protagonist of the show and and so it reminded me of that at first and kind of its quirky goofiness and all that sort of thing. Um, I was worried that it would be kind of like a teenage Dexter. Uh, I was, I, I guess, in many ways, glad or relieved that it it, it became its own thing. Yes. I just didn't no, want no, it. No, no, I didn't want no. it yeah. to be just like. Oh, yeah. what would Dex like? I can't imagine. I can imagine a pitch <laughs> meeting. Okay, so the show is like Dexter, but he's a seventeen-year-old. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want it to be that. Yeah, no, no, it, and it's and it's not that. Thank goodness. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I I think the well the 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 kid who plays uh, James, um, you know, we've seen him before on on Black Mirror. He was on an episode of Black Mirror. That's yeah, right. and he, you know, he has he's he's. You can't really forget his face. There's something about that face is very distinctive, and yeah, there's almost a there's a boyishness to it. But there's, I mean, it's not that's not all. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, no, it's I, distinct. Yeah, yeah it's a, and and you know, and he's really good. Uh, but I think the, the 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 actress who plays Alyssa, she's really really good. Uh, I yeah. I think she kind of carries the thing, and right. I. It's a hard role. These are really hard roles. They're both. both I think they're very difficult both roles. tricky roles because they both have to portray kind of despicable human behavior. Yes, but at the same time be relatable and likable at that, the same that, time. That was the weirdest thing. And they somehow <laughs> because when you first meet Alyssa, because she's kind okay, of annoying. Yeah, when you first meet James, you're like, okay, he's a sociopath. Yeah, fine, yeah. he gets a pass for that. But when you first meet Alyssa. <laughs> When you first meet Alyssa, you're like, hmm, I think I'm going to hate her or whatever. Exactly. But then exactly. in my own kind of 
male way, I also have to question. Well,、mm. she's kind of an ostentatious female girl. Am I just, you know, am I being? I don't want to say like sexist, but yeah, am I am yeah. I am I biased against you know maybe female characters of this sort type of thing?、Um, and and also is she being written and portrayed in a very unfair, one dimensional way as as a female character? And then you know again as as the show progresses, you get to see a lot of different facets of her. That's and, that's a thing about this show that.、Yeah. You really get a complex portrait of both of these characters and how they help to change each other, which you don't. And the trajectory of change is not exactly predictable. You know, like you you can't. I mean, you you can see some things maybe coming up, but like the the way that it happens is very. I don't I don't want to say organic. That's that's not the word I'm thinking. It's just、right. like it just works in a way that I'm not. I was surprised by,、right. and and it works so well that the the comedy works well, the the drama、right. works well、right. too, and the and the、know? plot is engaging throughout. It's、um, it's a tight piece, you、yeah. know. It's it's eight parts, but twenty minutes of、uh, an episode.、Yeah. It's you know, it's kind of like a long film. Yeah, it's like two and a half hours of your life.、Yeah. It, it really works. I I, I really、yeah. enjoyed it. Well, and in in thinking about. You know, teenage dramas or whatever. I think often, and this is something that we've seen a lot lately, and we talked about it specifically when we talked about Marvel's The Runaways.、Mm-hmm. But oftentimes, to really capture kind of that teen angst and that teen experience, yeah, these stories、it、does it way better. Than, it, it, it puts it puts、runaways. these teenagers in a. Very unique position.、Yeah. So in the Runaways,、yeah. they find out that their parents are horrible people and that、mm-hmm. they might、mm-hmm. have certain abilities. And but at its core, it's still a teenage drama. Yeah. Same thing here. At, at the core of this, it's still just two teenagers contending with their life struggles and their identities and figuring out who they are. But then you put this skin of sociopath、mm-hmm. and this whole you know road trip adventure that they、mm-hmm. go on this this crime spree, whatever you want to call it. Um, it it morphs into something else, but at its core, it's really just a teen drama, right? Yeah, and, you're right. You're right. And it does such a good job of that. And and I think when we talked about the Runaways compared to something like this, it really gives you a sense of like how it could be done well, and how well, it could be done in a way that it's almost know, unfair because these actors in this show、yeah. are so much、uh, better skilled. At, I agree. At、uh, handling the range of. Of emotions and and、right. the, the the comic delivery, all that they're、right. they're so astute at at doing this. Right,、um, and, then, and there's the and throughout there's something that felt kind of original about this series too, which that's what I appreciated too. It's 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 stuff that we've kind of seen before, but it was done in a way that I had not. Seen or seen quite in that way. It's it's so weird. Like I found myself like watching it. I kept thinking like, oh man, you know this 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 reminds me so much of you know this show or that show、right. or whatever. Even down to the use of this kind of classic. You know, it's mostly American soundtrack, right? Like right. you know stuff from the past too. Like yeah,、uh, from the from the fifties and yeah, the music definitely plays a big part in in establishing. And, and when you told me that the、yeah. source material. Was set in America. Yeah, an American. I, I was like, I, I was like, yeah, this looks, seem, feels like an American thing. But、right. there's like a weird, fun, funny, like meta joke, where they're walking away from、um, 
a car that they put right. into a tree. Right. <laughs> and he's like, is it going to blow up? And she's like, no. That only happens in movies. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, or like that only happens if we're American. Or oh, right. Like yeah. 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 So, so and, it, and it does actually happen to blow up after. Right. But anyway, right. it's just like that kind of thing well, funny. But like I, I, I felt there was a lot of genre borrowings, but they right. do borrow a lot of stuff and make it fresh, partly as a function of it being set in the UK, I think, because right. you don't really see this kind of road trip thing in the uk as much i always sure. think of the road trip film as an american it's, a, it's an american genre. thing right yeah. yeah well and a lot of people have said that the show borrows a lot of some of its um i don't know what the right word i don't want to say inspiration mm. but it borrows a little bit from pulp fiction yeah so you can see that in the way they're dressed the styling of their clothes yeah. there's yeah. some scenes of them in a booth together mm-hmm. which harkens back to that tim roth scene um in in Pulp Fiction, well, where they hold up the the diner. Yeah, there's also yep. a, a dancing scene yep. that some people say are also very Pulp Fiction esque. When you think about John you Travolta could think of, and Uma, yeah, no, for sure. There's I, I kept yeah. thinking of Pulp Fiction a lot too. I thought of True Romance, another Quentin yes, Tarantino. It, it does have a very True Romance feel where to it as well. you know even he's even dressed like kind of like uh, the Christian Slater character yep, in the. Yep. Um, Patricia Arquette character. Yes. You, yes. You see her. She has a makeover at one point in the yeah, movie, yeah. and it makes her look more like Patricia Arquette. <laughs> so at least the hair. Yeah. So it's it's it, you know clearly there's homages to right. classic cinema, but right. still, at but, none, core, but none of it none of it, it doesn't, felt um, it doesn't feel derivative. Exactly. You exactly. Know, there, there's something at the at its core that feels original and and a true uh, and. The way that their relationship develops over the eight episodes is that I thought is was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That that I mean, again, that's the heart of the show. Um, the other thing I want to talk about a little bit before maybe we get a little bit spoilery about it is, yeah. um, you know, a lot of times in these teen shows, the the parents often are either afterthoughts or they're you know caricatures mm. or, or whatever. How did we feel about the parents who are who are portrayed? So, for example, Alex's Alex. Oh, I'm sorry, James's father. Yeah. Um. He he's played by Steve Oram. Mm-hmm. He's kind of he reminded me a little bit of like Chris Elliott a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, he did look, look a little bit like that guy. You know, he's yeah. kind of like a bald guy with yeah. the goatee, yeah. and you know, he has his best intentions in mind, but he's kind of you know clueless. I think they're a little cartoonish, okay. only insofar as that they're clearly kind of depicted through the eyes of the two characters, the two main characters. I think just a bit. Um, it's not like we get interior access to their interiority, um, right? In the same way we do yeah. with the teens. That that said, I think there's they're not just cartoons. Right. I mean, clearly. Well, I think the one that the parents they 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 still love their kids. It's just right. like they're also kind of troubled people themselves. The one that gets the most screen time, especially in the second half of the series, is Alyssa's estranged biological father, yeah, yeah, who yeah. she hasn't seen in many yeah. years. He's played by Barry Ward. His name is Leslie, believe it or not. Um, and very British. I thought he was. Um, I, I don't. Know, I was really drawn to that character, not yeah. because I liked that character, yeah, but yeah. I thought one he he was portrayed very well by the he actor. Was. He was. Um, and I thought he was surprisingly. Um, I don't know what the right word is. Um, I just thought he had like a child's innocence or something. Yeah, it was very yeah. weird. Like he hadn't grown up fully, and it's it, like it's like, like the type of 
father that abandons his child in a way that we've seen before, but in a way that we haven't seen before all at the same time. And maybe <laughs> yeah. that's just the theme of our conversation about it really, the show. Yeah, but like, it is like it's like that. I've seen the deadbeat dad, yeah. but I haven't seen quite this deadbeat dad before. Yeah, it's, it's, he brought he brought something else to that deadbeat dad trope. What's strange uh, about that character also was well that that's that's where I felt like it was very American like the way mm. where you find him uh, you find him in a trailer in a trailer which is so American yeah and I felt yeah. like it's a, does that exist does that exist <laughs> the UK maybe yeah possibly probably yeah. but like I think of it much more in a in a US context so right anyway like uh, I I know what you mean when you say what you've said I yeah. don't I don't I can't articulated it's really hard yeah. to but uh yeah. there's so much about this that feels fresh although you if you really like dissect it you're wondering how did how did that happen because it seems a lot of things were taken from other places sure sure yeah um yeah that I, maybe that's kind of the the magic of this the show alchemy is, of it yeah. is that a lot yeah. of it is familiar and stuff we've seen but just just different enough that it it feels fresh, and I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, uh, you know, I listened to another podcast about this uh, again, it's like Culture Gap Fest. You know, Stephen mm-hmm. Metcalf, who's usually a pretty t- tough on stuff, he said mm-hmm. this is one of the best things he's reviewed in the past ten years. And they what? review a lot, yeah, which ten years, yeah, which is really weird to think that. Now, I I I don't hold it in that high yeah. esteem, I, but I, I think the show's I, good. You know what it yeah, is? Yeah, I think. It's so much in about expectation. I, I think you're right. Because I think oftentimes right. when we see something and it's from a director that we know or from an actor that we know or there's hype around it, yeah. you just are like, this thing better rock my world, otherwise I'm not into it. Probably and, why I hated Electric Dream so much. <laughs> <laughs> but this show really came out of nowhere for yeah. everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably why critics are enamored with it because... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think when you're just surprised, especially if your job is watching things and it's so hard to be surprised and to yeah, feel like yeah. there's something I was fresh generally out there. surprised by yeah. many aspects of this and uh, yeah, and I, apparently Metcalf was too. Yeah, and, and you know, there were lots of like clever bits, like even um, just like on a comedic point of view, like they there's this car that they acquire yeah. and there's just one CD and there's just one track that works in the CD. And like, they, they really like are able to like take this little small detail and to turn it into something else that's like at, on one hand entertaining, but also serves the story in its own kind of way and about like mm-hmm. how, you know, the thrill of all of this, you know, is it only lasts so long. Yeah. And, you know, so I really, I really did enjoy kind of just like all those like little touches because it wasn't just like this overarching story but there was a lot of little details in there that i, I liked no I, I i agree with you on that totally i also want to say that i just appreciate the length of it like you know yes. I, i'm like sometimes you just get so overwhelmed i keep saying this but you get overwhelmed by these dumps yeah. on on netflix or amazon or whatever and right. this is yes this was dumb but since everything every episode is like a little, little bite size you can get through the thing pretty quickly and i and i got through it in like two days and um but i mean you know you could probably get through this in, in one sitting really if you wanted to. yeah i i thought i mean it's very bingeable um and uh i, I was engaged throughout so do we want to spoil it a little bit or yeah why not oh, yeah why not? sure why not? why not we might as well okay all so, right so okay. this is this is your official warning if you haven't seen this yet we are going to talk about some plot details that it wouldn't take away from your enjoyment, but it might, you know, yeah. change change the way you view things. So, okay, for me, the biggest twist. So, obviously, the first big thing that happens is he actually does kill somebody. Yes, um, but it doesn't happen in the way that you think it's going to happen. You think it's going to be this premeditated act. Mm-hmm. In fact, 
he was planning on killing Alyssa the whole time. He <laughs> yeah, was waiting for his moment. Yeah. Um, they're squatting in a house. The squatter comes back. The squatter also happens to be a rapist himself. Yes, a, a pedophile ra- rapist. Something. Yeah. He, he's, he's a bad dude. He's a very bad dude. And so he finds Alyssa in the house. He um, is in, in attempting to um, essentially rape her. And that's when uh, James he pops out from under the bed. And yeah, he commits his, his first murder slits and his throat. stabs him in the throat. Yeah. Um, and what I found to be fascinating, and this is kind of like a, a I don't know, uh, what you call it, looking into maybe how things will develop. It was like yeah. a preview of yeah. how the story's going to unfold. Um, Foreshadowing. foreshadowing that's yeah. the word i was yeah. looking yeah. for <laughs> i just defined the word I just didn't say it. Uh, the foreshadowing is that immediately when he kills him he, he vomits and yes. i thought that that was interesting so yeah. i was like wait a minute yeah wait a minute yeah, yeah maybe if you're... he's a sociopath he's saying he is yeah. why is he feeling sick to his stomach exactly um and i think the big twist is he realizes that he's not he's not he's he's just someone who's very sad because his mother killed herself Right before his eyes, when he yeah. was a child, yeah. drowned herself in a car. Right, and uh, how would how that would obviously be tra- very traumatizing right. for anybody. And in that way, the show even borrows a little bit from Breaking Bad. In uh, that, you know, at the beginning of an episode, oh yes, yes, they'll show something that isn't in that current timeline. Yep, and then that comes back. Comes later. back. Yeah, that's so, very Breaking Bad esque. Um, yeah. So I definitely think that that twist. Is kind of what made the show for me because I'm like I don't I'm like I don't know where this is going necessarily. If he truly is a psychopath, how can their relationship truly develop? Yeah, you know. And so to me, that was in some ways a stumbling block, and that's why I, I was worried that it'd be like Dexter. No, no, I, it, that was handled so well. And I, yeah. what I also appreciate was that right afterwards, she also becomes a little bit of scared scared of him yes. because he had the knife, which right. I felt was, that would be the realistic thing. That was thing. justified, yeah. Yeah, and then and then she leaves and then comes back. But, like, though... The, they needed the moment apart. They yes. They that moment apart. Yes, and I, yeah. I, I just appreciate how deftly that is handled yeah. it, it, as far as a, a plot thing. Right, you know? and, like, and the different ways that they're dealing with the aftermath, too, I thought was kind mm, of interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, he... You know, gets himself beat up because you know he just feels bad. <laughs> yeah, he just feels bad about everything. Yeah. Um, so I thought that that was really fascinating. Um, the other part of the story we didn't really talk about too much is that there are a couple of cops that are like hot on their their tail. Oh the yes, whole time. yes, yes. Um, I thought those characters were okay. Yeah, yeah. They certainly didn't add much in terms of like the overall enjoyment. Um, yeah. There were certain like they kept milking this whole idea that there that there's some romantic tension between them. Which which I didn't know if added anything to anything. Yeah, really. yeah, and that whatever. was kind of a recurring theme. Yeah. Um, I did like how they had very distinct ways of approaching the whole situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, apparently, in the graphic novel, those characters don't exist. Okay, it's, so it's strictly a... told from the perspective of the teenagers. Okay, and so that's a little bit of a difference. Um, let's, I guess, I, I guess I want to talk about the ending a little bit. Yeah, that's. I think I think a lot of people will have questions about that, or how yeah. are we supposed to understand what happens at the end? Yeah, so it's interesting because um, you know there's a while where uh, James feels like he's losing Alyssa to her father because mm-hmm. her father is this 
anti-establishment guy. She clearly is enamored with him. He's James, charismatic guy. Yeah, James yeah. sees through it all. He's like, this guy is a total idiot. <laughs> um, and then... Kind of poser. Right. And then finally we see his true colors. Yeah. And, and Alyssa realizes finally that she can but see he, him he's, he's gone around and fathered many other children and right. never really owns up to his responsibility. Doesn't take responsibility yeah. for it, right? Yeah. And so... And I think that's a classic, again, a classic trope where... You see someone who sees their parent in a certain way and that person doesn't live up to their expectation. So it's something we've seen in many teenage dramas. Yeah. But again, it was handled so well. Handled well in this yeah. show. Yeah. Um, and then we we finally see his I, I don't want I don't want to call him traitorous ways maybe he had good intentions maybe not mm-hmm. but he eventually calls the police because he wants the reward money he wants the reward money because yeah. um, he you know they're on TV now they're, yeah they're. You know, not America's most wanted, they're Britain's most wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and in the final scene, we see James, he kind of takes a hit for the team, so to speak. So they both try to escape in her father's boat. Yep. They realize that there's no way that's going to work. Yep. James is like, well, I'm the one who actually committed this murder. Yeah. So he um, essentially, or something. well, yeah. he hits her with the butt of a gun yeah. um, to immobilize her temporarily. Where he tries to run away and take responsibility. So she gets apprehended by the police. The last scene is, is of him running across the beach as far away as he can. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he's being, he's being shot, shot at. at which, by, I, which I quite didn't understand, but anyway. By the police. And then... <laughs> Why are they shooting? He's, he's got nowhere to go. Right. And then <laughs> you hear... The screen goes to black and I think you hear one more shot. Yeah. And then That's the it. series ends. Yeah. And... Uh, my understanding is that in the graphic novel, mm. um, they show like his face blown and, up. and the and the the gun is like in point blank range of his face. Yeah, and then the last cell is like dark, and then you just see the word like boom or bang or whatever. Okay, so and so it's pretty obvious that, he's, that he's, he gets he's, shot. Okay, I think in the graphic novel here. I mean, it's a little more ambiguous. Yeah, I think it's a little more, but I, but emotionally, I felt that he probably was killed. Like it like, seems like, like that would the make emotion sense. of yeah. it is that she's screaming his name and it's very sad and uh, moving and you know you by that time you have gone through this journey with these characters you just, you mm-hmm. come to care for them. I mean, a good piece of art does that, right? And like yeah. they they did it for me. Yeah. I don't know if they did it for you. Definitely for me too. And uh, so you're like, so he's grown to this point where he realizes what's important, you know, right. relationships with with this girl, and that they actually genuinely care for each other at yeah. this point because yeah, yeah. it was never clear for the you know first I would say almost like two thirds of the yeah, show. Yeah, what that, are, what are they to each other? Yeah, like that they don't care for each other in the way that they think they should care for each other. Yeah, until they do care for each other. Yeah, and man, it's such a weird journey that they take you. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, I I was definitely moved by the film, by the show, and yeah. way way more than I thought I would be. And, right, and maybe you're right. Maybe that's why people like Stephen Metcalf and others like they're just kind of like taken aback by how affecting like, this. I is. can't believe you said it was the best thing he's seen in the yeah, last it's a, ten it's, years. It's a, yeah, it's a bit. That's, that's a stretch. It's it's like he said it's one of the best things they've yeah. reviewed in ten years, okay. which. Still is a high bar. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, I think that's a little bit too much of a superlative to heap on. This yeah, show. I, I would agree. But with that said, I would highly recommend anyone who is interested in anything kind of remotely like this. Like, yeah. I think yeah. there is a little bit of blood. 
yeah. in certain parts. Yep. And so I think for some people, they might not be able to handle that. I would just say you need to give it, uh, you got to give it more than the first episode. Yeah. I, I almost wanted to give up, but like, you know, this show, if anything, is is good for making you, making me try try things out longer than maybe you know, yeah. I normally would. And, right. it, and I'm probably better off for it. So. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that this is an enthusiastic recommendation yes, to both of us. Yes, yes. Hasn't yes. necessarily been the case with everything we've talked about recently. <laughs> no, no, for um, not, for sure not. But yeah, it's just it's a it's just a tight little story of uh, two teenagers with very specific personalities mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, just executed well and in a fun, fresh way. And so, I look forward to seeing these actors again somewhere yeah. and some other other things. I, I think know? this will definitely be a launch pad for both of them because i thought they both did a really great job yeah me too okay so i don't know what we're end of the effing world i don't know what we're gonna podcast i don't know get out of here i don't know what we're gonna talk about in the next couple of weeks but we'll be back in, in a few and um, you know yeah, we'll, sometime we'll, probably at the end of february yeah uh, maybe mid, march mid, mid yeah. or uh, yeah we'll see yeah February is a very short month, but it's true. anyway, um, thank you for listening. Please uh, find us on Twitter, for example, screen stuff at screen stuff pod. Yeah, and of course, um, subscribe to us on iTunes, your favorite podcast app. That's the easiest way to see whenever our episodes are up. Um, we appreciate if you would listen there, and if you're on iTunes, you can very quickly within just a couple minutes. Do a little rating of our podcast. That would be very, very appreciated. That's appreciated. I know some people have done that. So thank you for that. Um, You can follow us on our Facebook page, uh, Screen Stuff Podcast listeners, or our main hub, which is uh, our WordPress page, screenstuffpodcast.wordpress.com. We like to do things for free here. Yeah. So our production costs zero (laughs) dollars. And listening to this podcast well, also costs zero dollars. We, we do pay some money to go see the movies, but anyway, outside of that, that's that's fine. But we would have probably go see those movies anyway. Well, sometimes not, but most most of the time, <laughs> yes. Okay. So, thank you again for listening, and uh, we'll be back uh, with some new episodes uh, in a few weeks. In a few weeks. All right, take care. Bye. Bye.